This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Catitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. You know, we all go to the vet's office, hopefully just for routine checkups. And there's all kinds of people that help you out besides your veterinarian. But did you ever wonder what do they really do and what's their title? It's kind of blurred in the vet's office as compared to like when you see your, you know, your own doctor. So I have an expert with me today and we're going to explain all of that. So we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome back again, Dr. Dana Varble. She is a veterinarian as well as Chief Veterinary Officer of NABC, which is the North American Veterinary Community. Welcome, Dr. Dana. Thank you so much for having me back, Michelle. It's always great to talk to you and your listeners. I love having you on the show because you explain things so well and in a way that even as people that are, you know, aren't uh, that, I guess, up on the veterinary tech lingo can just (laughs) easily understand. Good, good. That's a goal. You know, there's a lot of talk about the unsung heroes of your veterinary office, especially the veterinary nurses and technicians. And I have to tell you, I didn't even know there were veterinary nurses. I know that there's people that assist my veterinarian, but I thought they were all vet techs, maybe. And I don't even know what all of that entails. So we're going to explain it so we know what it is. So what are veterinary nurses and veterinary technicians? Well, we use those change those two terms interchangeably here in the US. In other countries like Germany and Australia, all of the licensed, credentialed, and educated veterinary professionals that are not veterinarians are veterinary nurses. But here in the US, we have both veterinary technicians and we're starting to get veterinary nurses. You're not the first to have not heard about that because veterinary nurses is a brand new kind of title and role, but they are essentially the same as veterinary technicians here in the U.S. We also have veterinary assistants and kennel assistants that are going to help out your veterinarian. And they're all a little different. You know, a kennel assistant 
could be anyone. It's someone that your veterinarian's hired to help do the important cleanup, maybe do some dog walking or dog feeding or cat feeding, clean out litter boxes and things like that. They're still really important, especially as far as cleanliness goes. So we love to have those folks around. They provide a great service for our pets. But then we also have veterinary assistants. And there are some amazing veterinary assistants out there who are extremely knowledgeable. Okay, so let me ask you, sorry to interrupt, let me ask you um, real quick. So kennel assistants were not downplaying their importance, very important, especially if um, there are you know, cats and dogs, but uh, we're catitude, so cats um, that are overnight for whatever reason and are out there. So, but they don't require any special education. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Now. Yeah. And then we'll move on from there. Yeah. (laughs) So veterinary assistants usually don't necessarily have any special education. There are certificate programs though available for veterinary assistants, but they have a lot more training than a kennel assistant. And they may be the ones assisting your veterinarians with handling, going over, you know, helping prepare medications to go home. They, again, fulfill a very important role. And some of them are very well educated and very well trained. But then there are very special people. And these are veterinary technicians and nurses. And veterinary technicians and nurses typically In most states, it requires that they have at least an associate's degree. Some of them are going to have a bachelor's degree, and there are bachelor's degree programs for veterinary technicians and for veterinary nursing out there. And these folks also have passed a national accreditation test and are licensed in the state where they're practicing. So they fill a role that's very similar to what a registered nurse would do at your doctor's office. Okay, so that's interesting. So the vet techs and slash vet nurses, they have more specific education and they have to be licensed. Yeah, they have to pass an exam. So there is sort of the standard that, you know, at least minimum that that they have to pass. But I'm going to share with you another thing. (laughs) On top of this, veterinary technicians can achieve something called a VTS or a veterinary technician specialist. These are folks that after a number of years as a a licensed credentialed veterinary technician have achieved a certain amount of experience, have been uh, acquired a certain number of skills and pass yet another exam to become a veterinary technician specialist. So that's even above that, if, if you will. Okay. And what would they specialize in? Uh, that's a great question. And there's a number of areas. I know a lot of veterinary technician specialists in nutrition, a lot in anesthesia, some in internal medicine. We have veterinary technician practitioners out there who might specialize in production animal medicine or exotic animal medicine. So again, these are folks that have found an area of veterinary medicine that they wanted to achieve even more, get even more knowledge in and achieve an even higher level of understanding in. So I guess for someone that's considering either a career change or is Mm -hmm. about to embark on a career in the veterinary world, would you say becoming a vet tech would be a great introduction if they're not sure about being a veterinarian, they're on the fence, (laughs) they love animals and so forth? Well, it can be, Michelle, but you know, it's really interesting to me because a lot of folks do look at veterinary technicians as, oh, that must be the road to becoming a veterinarian. But because they already require their own education and their own educational path, actually, to be honest, it's a very different profession. It's a little more like becoming a nurse. Do we always assume that nurses then want to become doctors? 
doctors. Well, no, a lot of veterinary technicians just want to be really excellent veterinary technicians because their role in what they do with our animal patients is a little bit different. So a lot of veterinary students, there are some that are technicians, there absolutely are, but a lot of them actually served more in the assistant role and then decided to go to veterinary school where they earned a bachelor's degree in biochemistry or zoology or animal science before going to vet school. I like to think of veterinary technicians as having their own very special profession, much the way we think of registered nurses as having their own profession. Okay. I understand all that. (laughs) But there are many nurses that are being in medicine or they go on to be a nurse practitioner, which is not on the way to being a doctor, but they do a lot of general care that the doctor doesn't do. So the doctor is free to do specialized, you know, maybe one particular office. So I'm just trying to akin it to something that people are, you know, really familiar with. What I'm going to tell you, Michelle, is what's interesting is that right now we don't have like a nurse practitioner role in veterinary medicine. That's not defined. It is something that's being talked about for the future. But I think what's really important for me to share with your listeners is that a lot of the things that we think of as being skills that a veterinarian does, actually, to be honest, a veterinary technician can do a lot of those things already. All right, we're going to take a short break and we're going to find out what those skills are. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Dana Varble about veterinary nurses and veterinary technicians. So, Tell us, what are some of those skills that the veterans and veterinary technicians do sometimes better than the, or more comfortable with, or do more often than the veterinarians? Well, I know some of them do it so, so much more often than veterinarians that they're maybe better at it. That's absolutely true. Michelle, that's absolutely true. You know, some great examples are because my role as a veterinarian is to talk to you about like the results of diagnostic tests and the results of a physical exam and treatment plans. But to be honest, I don't do as many of the technical skills that so many of my nurses and technicians do every day that I am sometimes really and truly not as good as they are. Um, A great example is placing IV catheters or getting blood samples, doing a blood draw, you know, veterinary nurses and technicians often do that so much more frequently than I do that. They're honestly much more skilled at it, which is great. It's easier for the animal. It's easier for me. I love when they can fulfill that role for my pet parents and help them make that process as smooth as possible. Cause it can be very stressful. 
But I'm going to share with you another example that I think is really important because, you know, Michelle, you and I have talked before about feline diabetes and how it's on the rise and cats do get diabetes far too often. And, you know, when I have an owner that's really committed and they're going to take care of their cat with diabetes, a lot of times I've had some great veterinary technicians in my career that are the ones to really go over the initial treatment plan with my pet parents. So how to give the injections, what to watch for, because that process can take some time. I'm sure you can imagine like you probably have a hundred questions as a pet parent, what to watch for, what to do. So I love sending a technician that's really interested in feline diabetes, really wants to help make the process good for my client into, you know, into a treatment room, into an exam space where they can sit and talk and talk about all of the things that might come up over the next few weeks, why the doctor wants to see them back, you know, warning signs, things that signs that things are going well and spend that kind of quality time really going through that counseling part at the beginning. And that is an amazing skill that they have that they can really share with my, my pet parents. That's great information. It just about ties into a question I have written exactly, which is I was going to ask you, what can a pet parent do? And as a way of informing, you know, supplying the vet nurse or vet technician with information about their pets. So what are some of the things we've talked about this before, but I don't think you could talk about this enough because, you know, you're in front of, you know, your, let's say vet technician, because the nurse, right. We call them more vet technicians here in the U S anyway. Right. Okay. So say you're in front of your vet technician and you are, you know, they, oh, they love your little cat, da, 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 da. but what is the information people should always be aware of to tell the vet tech as far as, I mean, like what, I mean, I know there's obvious needing, not eating, <laughs> yeah. hacking up too much, you know, blood, if they're pooping or peeing blood, but <laughs> are there any other things that, you know, this is so important? Yeah, you know, it's true because, you know, a lot of times the folks that go over, you know, the initial history, what's going on with your pet are my veterinary technicians. And they are really skilled at trying to help pet owners figure out what are the important things. But I think two things stand out to me. If any behavior changes have taken place, a lot of times, again, that's another area of specialty that veterinary technicians sometimes get involved in. So if you've noticed any changes in behavior, they're a great person to ask like, oh, is this normal? Should this be expected? Or do we need to go over this with the veterinarian? Or can you counsel me on, is this change in my pet's behavior a good thing, a bad thing? Or maybe no big deal. So they're a great person to tell that to. But Michelle, I'm going to point out a second thing, because this is really important too, is what your pet is eating. And feel free to be honest, (laughs) because we all have those days where you're like, yeah, maybe my cat got a little extra chicken from the table, or, you know, we had to change foods. Because again, this is someone that's very educated in animal nutrition that can help guide you and answer those initial questions. And they might even be the ones to go over bigger nutrition talks if something's changing, particularly weight loss discussions happen a lot with veterinary technicians. Weight loss is close to my heart because, (laughs) you know, it's always a challenge when there's two people in the household and one person likes to give too many treats. (laughs) 
It's true. And you know, I think one of the things that sometimes that I always want to tell pet owners is remember that when you're in the room with a veterinary technician, it is like being in the room with a nurse, anything that you would tell a nurse before the doctor came in for your appointment, for your physical exam, definitely share with that technician because they are really educated and knowledgeable in many of those areas. Many of them have a special area of interest, whether it's again, dentistry, behavior, nutrition, that they can help talk to you about. And, you know, trust that their information is coming from the the viewpoint of a, a true professional. This is great information. And I think it really gives people an understanding of who they're seeing in the veterinary office and, you know, what their roles are. Because I think the vet technicians don't get the respect. I'm not saying everybody disrespect, but I don't think oh, get necessarily in just in my little humble opinion, the respect that they deserve because they do a lot. They do. Yeah. I think one of the things that surprises people, Michelle, is that, you know, when we go into surgery on your pet, the veterinarian is the doctor in that case, and we're the ones doing surgery. But I've always joked with my veterinary technicians that their job, because they're often monitoring and managing anesthesia. Well, that's far more important in a surgery, believe it or not, than the surgery. The surgery can't be successful without anesthesia. And I need my amazing veterinary technicians to do that for me. There you go. And who, you know, (laughs) just more information we need. What about the future? So, do you ever think that there will be a time when pet parents only see maybe, and let me preface this, we talked a little bit about this in the beginning. So, but let's let me go forward. So, do you think there will ever be a time when, you know, the pet parent will see like um, a title of a vet nurse practitioner, as in people? You know, when you go to your doctors and it's just a physical, sometimes you only see the nurse practitioner because it's just check up blood pressure, weigh yourself, give blood, boom, you're done. It's nothing to really see the doctor over. So is that anything in the future? Because it would, I guess, possibly increase the amount of appointments available, maybe make the cost a little bit less. Sure. You know, is that something possibly for the future? I was just wondering because people do it. So why can't our... Well, and you know, Michelle, I think that is a great future direction for the veterinary technician profession. You know, what's interesting, and one of the things that we we promote a lot at the North American veterinary community is making sure that our technicians are really well educated. So when we have our big meeting, we make sure that there's a lot of offerings for technicians to get their continuing education and stay at the forefront of their profession as well as what's happening for veterinarians. And I think what we're starting to see is this movement towards making sure in the very near future, like hopefully in the next year or so, that we're really utilizing technicians for all that they can do. So in most states in the U.S., veterinary technicians can actually give vaccines. They can draw blood. They can check weights. They can do these nutritional discussions. So I think the first step to that is making sure that we're utilizing our currently trained veterinary technicians to the best of our ability, use them for everything they're educated for, make sure that they're really being able to provide that wide variety of really advanced tasks that they're already trained to do. And then you're right, Michelle, I think there is a point in the future where we can look to expanding the role of the veterinary technician to become 
like you said, a veterinary nurse practitioner where they could do wellness exams and diagnose an animal as healthy, or they could do simple surgeries, or they could, you know, take care of those things like ear infections or skin problems that are so common so that, yeah, we can really expand the availability of veterinary medicine and make sure we've We've got enough professionals to reach enough pets so that everyone's getting the best care that they can. That sounds fabulous. And just to educate all the pet parents out there, because when I heard this, I was kind of surprised. There are not a lot of veterinary schools in the U.S., are there? Correct. You know, and I have to double check the number, but I believe we're up to 28 veterinary schools in the U.S. How many veterinarians? About 100,000. Not very many, actually. When you consider we have millions and millions of pets that are in people's homes, there's definitely a shortage. And 28 schools, that's very slim. I remember, I think I was, when I was talking to Dr. Jeff at one time, he said when he went to school, sorry, Dr. Jeff, not to date you. I think he <laughs> said there was something like 12 or yeah. maybe 16 or something, you know, he's been practicing about 30 years, but even now 28 and you have a hundred thousand veterinarians. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more veterinary technician schools um, than there are veterinary schools. And part of that is, you know, just like there are more nursing schools than there are more medical schools and that's by design. And that's a good thing, but yeah, I mean, it does not help us address the fact that there is a shortage of veterinarians in the field. So you're absolutely right. One of the ways we can bridge that gap is utilizing our veterinary technicians to do all the things they're already trained to do. And they can really help your pet make sure that they're getting the best care. Absolutely. And where can people find out more information? Can the public go out to the NAVC website and find information? Absolutely. Yeah. Join us. You can take a look at NAVC.com. Look at all we do. I think one of the exciting things there for pet owners is seeing all the ways that their veterinarian is keeping up to date with the current medical education that's available for them. But also there's some great stuff coming out for veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses in the next year. And we're excited to expand what we can offer them as well. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on Catitude and telling us all the difference between, you know, vet techs, vet nurses, and who, you know, who's coming in to see your cat and what they know and all this stuff. I think it really helps the pet parent because a lot of us don't know. We know there's someone coming in. So maybe they're a person that helps the veterinarian and there's a veterinarian. A lot of people don't know that there's distinctions between different roles. And um, so I think this was a, a great educating lesson for all of us pet parents out there. So thank you very much. Oh, thanks so much, Michelle. I hope everyone got something out of this discussion today. Me too. And I think they did. I am hopeful they did. <laughs> Good. Thank you so much. Until next time, I know we'll be seeing you again because you always have some great information. So thank you so much, Dr. Dana Varble. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great day. You too. Well, I hope everybody loved today's show. I learned a lot about veterinary technicians, and I think Dr. Dana Barbell did a great job of explaining their role in the veterinary office. I'd like to thank Mark Winner for making me and my guests sound great. Thank you to everyone listening to Catitude. I hope you got a lot out of this show. It was actually, I did this show because I got several requests um, by email. So keep sending those email requests in. It's Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. And thanks to my cat crew. 
They teach me a lot about catitude and what I need to have an untattitude and learn about catitude. And that is Molly, Charlotte, Dennis, Sammy, and Jethro. And hey, remember, lose the attitude, have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.